0: Call it, call it yes. For what? Just call it. My name so, uh... is Mike Rice, and you are listening to the Call It Friendo podcast. Oh it's a message from uh, Michael Rice. Welcome to episode 124 of Call It Frendo, the podcast where two friends watch two films decided by the flip of a coin. This week, myself, Andy J. Richie, and my co-host Annika Tiernan watched two horror thrillers made in Australia. 1981's Road Games and 2009's Triangle. As always, the podcast contains poses for the films right from the start. Check out JustWatch.com for streaming and rental options in your region. You can find us on Instagram at Call Friend of Podcast. Drop us a line there for any feedback or recommendations. You can also find me on Letterboxd at AndyCIFPod. Peace.
1: Even though it was, it was this. It was one of those strange moments where it's like, um, by the very definition of what I'm about to say, I can't remember any examples from when I was young, but it's the sort of thing like, let's say I have a daughter. If she was a few years older right now, I would say to her, and this happened on the news, I would say, oh, Matthew Perry died. And she would go, who's Matthew Perry? And I would say, oh, he's Chandler from Friends. And she'd go, "Ah, oh, OK. And that would be it, because it was a huge part of 90s culture, Friends was. And now it clearly it hasn't stood the test time enough to remain iconic, if you get my I mean. No, actually, it probably has. I'm talking that. about
0: it. That's madness. It definitely yeah. has.
1: No, no, no. It has. It has. I suppose what I'm saying would be that reaction from a younger person is a major signifier of what a giant part of our particular epoch uh, that whole thing was.
0: Are you a Friends fan? Not particularly. I've got nothing against it. I would watch it if it was on.
1: I like it. I've, I like. I've always. I don't know how
0: it. to access things so that they're just on. I haven't switched on a TV in ten years or more. I
1: I think that they. I think it was one of the last sitcoms in America. Fine, the last, one of the last big sitcoms in America to fully lead lean into a uh, comedic acting as opposed to just uh, pure scripting. And I think it really. Uh, I think it really shows.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess there is still multicam sitcoms, but. They're all shy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and to be Comedy's
0: fair... Comedy's bad, actually. I mean, he's, we've we've talked about this before. I actually ended up watching South Park joining the Pandaverse.
1: Me too! And that I, was one of yeah, my things I wanted too. to okay. talk
0: about! I watched that, and I was thinking about... we spoken about this ages ago, but, like... I think you're the same. I rarely watch comedy. I'd rather yeah. get comedy from something else. I'd rather, you know, see but funny situations. But I actually had a comedy comeback else.
1: week this week. I was going to talk to nice. you about it and South Park okay. was going to be one of well, the let's things. Let's okay, so did you come to the Pandaverse names. episode uh, by way of the Critical Drinker?
0: Uh, yeah, which I'm ashamed to say. <laughs> I feel deep shame about watching his videos. Well, I just well, particularly
1: I, No, because the thing is, we've spoken this the same, but I'll just clear the air on the old Critical Drinker. You put it best with a a four-word sentence. You said he's chosen a side. And that is is 100% true. And that's the pity of it. But the thing is, apart from all those other nerds on YouTube, he clearly does know his stuff a bit. But of all the videos you might watch of him, this one is even a little bit jarring because the stuff he says in it, even though the episode is very funny, the stuff he says in it, it's like, I mean...
0: It's an Looks episode like of the South Park Swinging Back Boys.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an episode of
0: South Park.
1: Like, the South Park boys have been doing this stuff for years. It's not, what are you talking about? It's not going to make any difference. He's, I mean,
0: he he's literally just some guy who lives in uh, Fife. His name's Will Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he just, writes crime just a guy. books or something. <laughs> he's just a guy who lives, like, a family who lives in Fife who managed to, like, you know, he hey, big on YouTube. Fair play to him.
1: Well, I mean, he did, like, Hit it very big on YouTube. I'd say he's doing very well.
0: He is indeed. Anyway, what else anyway, did you watch? We, we can talk about pa- the Pandaverse. But
1: What did you think of the Pandaverse?
0: I thought it was solid. I, I can't remember the last time I watched any South Park, so I didn't really have high expectations for it. But I it, I definitely laughed a few times. Some hearty um, chuckles of stuff about Kathleen Kennedy was pretty good. And the put a chick in it and make her gay. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a great line. <laughs> That's very good uh, I think they kind of hit the nail on the head on the, In that beautiful way that South Park does But yeah whatever It's just not quite what I'm into anymore I suppose no. the f- When it comes to scratching your comedy itch Like it's tough to compete with comedy podcasts Because they're natural With proven funny people Who for a purpose Go and do podcasting once or twice a week The whole time making the effort To build up their comedy muscles so everybody's just getting funnier and funnier and funnier.
0: It's, That's kind of uh, why I can't watch um, stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah, because com- okay.
1: because it podcasts... It's so
0: artificial, it's so fake.
1: Compared to podcasts, they crush yeah. it. Which is, but but does lead me on to the other funny thing I watched this week. So I okay. watched about five or six episodes of, I don't know where they're at now, but it's a few seasons ago of, um, it's the season for people who are listening who know it's the season that has uh, Clive Owen in it. Of Curb Your Enthusiasm Oh okay And I had I mean, Maybe it's just because I watched a lot of it back in the day But I think I had forgotten Quite how funny that show is and i think this is the reason one of the reasons it's it's able to elbow its way into my uh, viewing verse let's say all the things i uh, view exist in the same universe it's funny in a way that i don't think anything else is i don't think there's any other things try to imitate it but it's funny in a really strange way because you know it's artificial like you can tell by the act like when people go oh you know it's improvised then you go oh yeah like When it first came out and you didn't get it and someone told you, oh, yeah, it's improvised. You went, oh, yeah, that's why it's weird the way it's delivered. So half of the laugh you're getting is from I can't believe people produce this stuff. Then some of the laugh you're coming up with is the observations. And then some of the laughs is just insane comedic performances from certain characters. Who like, what's his name? Smooths. JB Smooth. JB Smooths. Like his, just, he's just hilarious in every scene he's in. But Larry David, also, Jeff Garland, uh, Susie, whatever her name is, they're all hilarious in every single scene they're in. And uh, yeah, honestly. uh, And then I don't know, it's just the situations they cook up. And then also, it helps if you've seen a little bit of Seinfeld, because some of the situations are Seinfeld plots, but you're just seeing. Jerry Seinfeld. I did. That's true. We're gonna
0: be, I'm going to stop using that, I promise. Never again. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Anyway, that but that's that was uh, the big that's you know, big return to comedy I did this week. Oh, I also watched an episode of Father Ted.
0: Which one?
1: Um, I watched the Down with this sort of thing, Careful oh, nice. Now, where the get visited by yeah, the Cuban yeah, yeah. priest. Right. Yeah, I I don't know why I had, I had the urge to uh, watch some Father Ted. They're one of the nice it, I think it's cuz it's
0: very reassuring to watch like good 90s comedy. Something you've seen like so many times before. Yeah, very comforting. I ended up watching um, Fincher's *Girl with the Dragon Tattoo* much for the same reason.
1: Oh wow! Night. I mean, that is fantastic.
0: Very much the Father Ted of of Fincher's. Uh,
1: Do you not films. think that's an underrated
0: film? Yeah, b- b- probably because it's a remake. I think yeah. that's kind of why. of people shuffled shuffled it to one side and went like, eh, "Is this necessary?" But the well, thing I'm is, watching Numi Rapace, like, oh,
1: or however you pronounce it, yep. is better in the role. But the Fincher movie is clearly better. <laughs> He's a much better director. Afraid it's, so. Oh, it's got to be the best uh, rape scene in movie history. I'm talking about the revenge rape scene. Yes,
0: I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. only just like, Fantastic. I've probably seen it about three or four times, the film. And um, I think the I think last night is the first time where I can actually say that I understand every single part of the plot. You know huh, when you, really? you, know, you found it? Yeah, you know
1: w- overly complex.
0: No, it, it's not so much that it's complex. It's just there's like there's a lot of information, and if someone quizzed me on it and said, "Explain exactly every single thing that happened," it took until watching it last night for me to go like, "Okay, I could break down every single like every single murder that happened." Um, all the relationships in the like Vanger family and stuff like that, like I can get the entire I, like I've got a solid grasp on, on everything now.
1: But you should absorb that stuff like you absorb a film noir plot. It doesn't matter so much. It's I want the characters.
0: It. I want no, I want the individual moments.
1: So, no, you've got like modern Sweden in the in the journalist, in the Daniel Craig character you've got displaced uh, youth in lisbeth salander and you've got the sweden's unspoken of crazy nazi past yeah
0: there's a, there's a few nazis hanging about
1: yeah but do you know about like the the swedish eugenics program that was active till the 70s
0: yeah isn't like isn't that got something to do with the members of abba does it at least one of them was like the daughter of a nazi Oh no, but I'm not sp- specifically
1: talking about that. Do you? Kn- they had an active eugenics program until the 1970s.
0: Sounds familiar. Again, I don't know the details of it. I need to watch it three or four times, and then I'll guess. I'll grasp the <laughs> <of> Sweden's <laughs> eugenics program. You need as soon to as David wa- Fincher makes watch, a film specifically uh, about that,
1: you need to watch my private collection of juvenile yeah. delinquents from Sweden in the 1970s being chemically castrated to fully Ooh, understand what's going on. That's
0: good. <laughs> that's good. Oh no, I'm sure that's not good. German in Sweden as well. <laughs> It's a holdover yeah, yeah. from the Nazis.
1: Anyway, besides that, I didn't have much time this week. I plan on having more time next week. I plan on particularly going to the cinema this Sunday to see uh, David Fincher's The Killer.
0: I'm just going to watch it. I, I'm going to watch it when it's uh, say on Netflix. You're
1: going to do the flicks?
0: I'm going to watch it on Netflix because I've got like a 4K projector and I'm just watching stuff on the wall. And I realized last night is basically just as good as a cinema. How big is your wall? Big enough Well, that's the important question. Yeah, it's it's fairly it's a substantial wall. I mean, it's
1: how you use like, it, really.
0: It's basically. I mean, I, I it's it's obviously not the same as a cinema, but it might as well be. Like, I don't need to go to the cinema. I can justify when did you get just a 4K watching projector, stuff on the projector. By the way, I've had it for a while. Probably like Christmas around then or something. Was it a pricey yoke? No, no, you will get them. They're pretty cheap now. It's probably about two hundred and fifty quid or something. I don't think really because
1: we've a. You've been projected. to my house. We have a perfect wall for that.
0: Yeah, get a projector. They're they're really cheap. I mean, I used to have one that was like 60 quid, and it was completely fine for watching films. Now I've got a better one.
1: Yeah, you want the 4K, though. Once you go 4K, it's very difficult to go back. I had to go back for one of the films this week, and it might reflect upon my uh, review of it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, totally. Should we get into this week's?
0: Yeah, I did also watch um a film... Oh. I well I also watched the follow up to Triangle Black Death but maybe we can talk oh, about yeah,
1: that. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, I watched um about an hour of that uh last night but and then got sleepy. But uh, if you want to chat about that chat about that a little, uh I think it definitely influenced the casting of Sean Bean in Game of Thrones. I don't I I would say that. time.
0: T- I mean it must be pretty close the time in between Black Death was 2010
1: was Black Death 2010. Okay, yeah. uh, So that was around the same time. Okay, never mind. Silly observation. He, I mean, he's me.
0: just he's perfect in that. He's perfect. That's how he should be. He should always be that. Like if I might kind say of, as
1: well. Yeah, Lord, Lord of it, the Ringsy. Spoilers for my opinion on Triangle. Black Death is a much superior film to that's Triangle. interesting.
0: It was Triangle that made me want to watch Black Death. Uh,
1: that is interesting in itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I I've been meaning to watch this for a long time. I mean, meaning to watch both of these films for quite a long time, but. Road games um, also? No. My main takeaway from Black Death was probably like, I mean, it's kind of like two hours of pure misery, which for me is perfect. Like I That's that's what I liked about it.
1: Oh, I loved it. I thought it was very well shot too.
0: Yeah, it was, it was filmed in Germany, just standing in for England. And uh, it reminded me of a few years ago when I, I think it was one of the last times I went to Berlin. I took a train like down into the middle of the German countryside to the... Spreewald, and just walked around and this watching this film i was like yes i want to go back to the middle of nowhere in germany again mm, cool but yeah it's, it's got the vibe of the plague tale games i don't know if you ever played either of those plague tale innocence or requiem
1: i've heard they're excellent games yeah
0: they're very very solid but it again set in a similar time period dealing with the plague and but this is just it's so bleak everything about this film and yeah. some great actors. Also, one actor I'd never heard of before. One of the characters was speaking with a vaguely Scottish accent, so I went and looked him up, and his name's Eamon Elliott. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, why is this guy got like a fake Scottish accent? And you know what? It turned out he went to the same school as me. He was two years he was two years below <laughs> me at school. So anyone who listens to me and thinks you're not Scottish, well, neither is this guy.
1: <laughs> Which fellow is it?
0: He's the one who. Spoilers for Black Death. He's the guy who who is in the sort of water prison cell th- thing, and then okay. he he says like he is willing to give up God, and then he gets uh, hanged.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed Black Death. Make be, I haven't uh, watched the finale yet, but I, I will probably later today. But I'm not as much as I initially liked it when I watched it. But I'll, I'll say this: it does the great trick of. It's convincing enough that nobody would be having a laugh at all during that time period.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, are you saying that you want levity or not? Because I always as want I levity. Say, it's fucking miserable, and I'm happy. I always but want levity. There are some fun levity. times. But there, there are fun but times there... in the film because you've got like the group of guys, and they're sort of making fun of Eddie Redmayne for being, you know, he's the sort of nerdy monk, <laughs> just taking the piss out of them because they're all hard, super hard bastards. Yeah, yeah.
1: Overall, I thought it it seemed like actually both of this week's films that aren't road games, I'm counting Black Death as one of this week's films, seemed like uh, films that Neil Marshall would make.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's heavy, there's like genre, but like massively different genres.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that's, still the kind of, that's going, what happened to Neil what Marshall. What genre am I working in? What are the tropes? Okay, here we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: Solid yeah, yeah. genre films. Well, we should get to Triangle because I'm interested why you don't like it.
1: Okay, Oh well, it's apparent, apparent I don't like it then. Is it surprising to you at all that I fucking loved Road Games?
0: Yeah, no, that's your type of film. Road Games to me was, absolute, again, absolutely fine. I liked it well enough. I oh, wasn't you didn't so love keen it? on the ending. Nah, I didn't really care for the ending.
1: No, by the ending, are you talking about the final
0: shot? No, that's fine. I like that. I just didn't like... I was, I guess, as I was following what was going on, I kind of thought that... There was going to be some kind of twist, or something else was happening than what it was. The 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 story that kind of unfolded was more simple than than I was thinking.
1: What? How many Maniacs on the Road movies have you seen?
0: Joyride. Remember that also one. Also
1: called um... it's Road. Like.
0: Roadkill or
1: something is it road called? Roadkill. It was titled as yeah. Roadkill when I saw it. I saw that in the cinema. That's the yeah. one with
0: like Steve Zahn and... Uh, Paul Walker. Yeah. You I think that's great, drive. by the way. I'm
1: a big fan of that. I think that's a really mm, good
0: movie. It's a solid film.
1: There's the... Uh, is its is it U-Turn?
0: U-Turn is the Oliver Stone one.
1: Yeah. Which kind yeah. of... I would call these folk road movies. Like, they're basically about you driving into unknown parts. I mean, of course, the classic and original is Duel. The Steven Spielberg one. Yeah. Which... Um, I would honestly say, of all the ones I've seen, I Road Games is probably my favorite at this point.
0: I didn't of see Jewel. I, I saw the sequel, the last Duel.
1: I, right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just using Matt
0: speak again there.
1: That's very good. It's very good, yeah. good, Matt speak. That was yeah, Matt as speak. A you have to, have to keep master. his memory alive.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so once it, 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 I, probably as you were watching this, you were thinking oh Donica's going to fucking love this as i was watching triangle i was thinking oh yeah andy's fucking eating this shit up <laughs> but uh yeah what, what is it that you think makes this such a Donica type movie let's see
0: what is it about it it's like a sort of taut a, t- a taut thriller that it hasn't uh hasn't got too many moving parts it's fairly straightforward and it is I mean, it's got uh, a strong script, good actors, but I don't know. I think, I, no, <laughs> I think no, you you're all about everything. the vibes. That's I, think, I think you're all about the vibes. That's that's what you like.
1: I thought it was uh, like, yeah, okay. I think it's so fun. I think there's a number of really inventive things in the script that you, they use really well. St- Stacey Keach is a dream, just talking to himself. I think he's very good at that. I think that introduces... a a kind of a culture that you'd expect of truckers, basically just observing cars and talking to them. I love the script element that every single car he spots comes back and functions in the story. I really, really love that. It was an odd thing that it's set in Australia because the two main leads are American and one of the cops is clearly putting on, trying to put on an Australian accent. He's an American too. But I didn't mind that so much. I just... uh, yeah, I just really got on well with the fact that they're they're trying to have fun with the movie. I mean, it's basically a Hitchcock movie, isn't it? It's a Hitchcock-Depama kind of a job. It's like, That was the whole have... idea. Was it?
0: Yeah, so Everett DeRoche, wrote it, basically Richard Franklin handed him a copy of the script to Rear Window and said, Hey, rip this off. Do it on the road.
1: Nice. Richard Franklin, the director of last week's cycle Two. That's, that's a complete coincidence. We're just coincidence. working
0: backwards through his... That is a complete There's coincidence. Films. Could road games be any more of a Donica film? That's again, <laughs> that's a little bit of mad speak.
1: Ah, oh, Mike Rice chiming in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: He's got his own views. Yeah, I think, yeah, because this is, because this is, you know, made in 1981. Mm. The, again, this is something I've said so many times, but like seeing like a time and a place that doesn't exist anymore. A world yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. That was something that I really liked. And Well, there's
1: one or two moments in this that are brilliant for that.
0: And also, like, going to Australia 40 years ago feels more meaningful than it does now. It feels yeah. a lot more foreign at this point, as opposed to just like, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. it's like a long flight, bigger. but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's back back yeah, to yeah. that time when everything was so huge.
1: Absolutely, like the fact that Stacy Keach is an American man in Australia has you going,
0: "What? Yeah, uh, what the hell is he doing there?"
1: Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, they give subtle backstories to his character about him being a gun smuggler and stuff that it gives you an impression of who he might be. Incidentally, just pop in at that. this moment. Uh, yeah, when he's given his backstory to um, to Hitch to Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Incidentally, there are a couple of moments in this movie where you're going, how the hell was Stacey Keach not a major movie star? Yeah, he's so good in this. So Most good. Most of the time he's so just talking to a dingo. He is yeah. very good looking. But like char- really charismatically, yeah. I, I, I think he's absolutely excellent in this. Like, And I'm, j- I'm not exaggerating. I'm talking about like on a fucking Steve McQueen level or something. He's so engaging. Um, and actually, it made me think of what are the other films I've loved him in? There's two in particular. Fair enough, American one History is American X. History X. <laughs> but, like, I think he... I Someone think really he,
0: spoke to you for some reason.
1: I think he's the best thing in American History X.
0: I mean, I would have and, to go Norton Furlong. Norton is good. Furlong's no, 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 probably no. the best actor that's ever lived, so...
1: <laughs> but, like, there's one line in... Um, American History X, that for me, it's the thing I always remember from the whole movie is when um, Stacey Keach goes, well, excuse me, Derek, but fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just the fucking confidence of the way he speaks that. Um, excuse me, Derek, but fuck you. Particularly watching this, he's such a good leading man. There's Actually, I can tell of- you,
0: I mean, I well, we, when we finally get to talking about Stacey Keach, but I mean, the thing that fucked him up was he spent six months in prison in 1984 for smuggling oh. cocaine.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he looking forward to that story.
0: Arrested in London. That's about the extent of it. So I'm giving it away now. And that killed his career. He didn't do a film for like six years. He was only oh, in prison wow. for six months. He was in prison in Reading. But it killed his career. Is, yeah, I think so. Much like him, Robert Evans on the Popeye set. What was the uh, what was the story of Evans?
1: Well, famous 70, 70s producer, Robert Evans, sure. was literally trying to smuggle co- kilos of cocaine via Malta at the same time as filming Popeye.
0: That would be it a better caught.
1: story. And it, well, yeah, yeah. That, there's more details than that, I'm sure. But that very much... No, I'm just saying that's itself. a better
0: story than the film Popeye.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, quite Possibly. Man, when we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago, I looked up a couple of the songs because we hadn't, um, I, neither of us had seen it in so many years. And what a bizarre thing it was to have Robert Altman direct a Popeye movie. You immediately see, if you just watch any clip of it, you're like, oh yeah, this is a Robert Altman <laughs> movie. And Robin Williams has these crazy big prosthetic forearms. What's going on? It's pretty nuts.
0: They still use that set as like a theme park.
1: Really? In yeah, Malta, yeah,
0: you yeah you can visit it. Huh. Have you been to Malta? Popeye World, no, no. I was thinking about it though.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind going. Seems like someplace you might end up. The yeah. uh, one thing that would throw me slightly on this, slightly only, is the Brian May score, which I would not say is not good. It's just slightly uneven at times. Sometimes it's like you're watching an Amblin movie, and sometimes it's like you're watching a, a Hitchcock movie. And uh, can't I remember I the score at all. Mm, I I like ah I don't know
0: I'll send I'll you some clips to it. I don't know yeah yeah. No, yeah, but thanks. it is like it you is can play it for me down the phone
1: it is the it is the case and uh, no but I even though I do have time signatures written out on a yellow pad here I'm not going to do that Andy I'm
0: yeah. not going to do that. just sign it instead
1: Did you think it was going to turn out romantically at any point
0: Did I think Stacy big old Stacy Keach was going to try and shag Jamie Lee Curtis Is that what you mean Or are yes. you talking about the other lady who he picks up Frita Oh, Frida, the big, uh, yeah, the, the, the large big lady, egg. the larger lady. Uh, no, I was never worried about that. Wait, was she a was she a great big fat lady? Was she a great big fat person? Yeah, person. That's better. Yeah, he was he was a lot clearer there. But that's he, what he says. Never put it, gender. Isn't it? Was she a great big fat person? That's good. He was very <laughs> sensitive around gender. That man. So that makes sense.
1: That's one of the greatest line readings in history. Was she yeah. a great big fat person?
0: No, I didn't think. Well, I guess it was sort of. Set up that they were they could have sexy times, but Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis was a young person, let's say let's say person, and Stacy Keach he was like about in his forties. Was Keachy balls in his forties when they met? This wrong, yeah, he's in his early forties. They were Richard Franklin wanted to cast Sean Connery, who was like a good ten years older than Keach.
1: Ah, Keach is the
0: move much worse.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It would have killed the the, the movie. Sean, wouldn't have worked in my opinion. We're
0: being chased. Those little fucking psychopath out there. Particularly
1: in the con- when in in the Connery older years, when they tried to make him have chemistry with younger ladies, it doesn't work at all. Mm. Catherine Zia jones Entrapment. Yeah, mm. that's the one I'm thinking of. It's just weird. She dips
0: beneath lasers. Oh, oh.
1: very good. Very good. <laughs> That's a reference to. Yeah,
0: never mind. Do you want me to yeah. dip into the plot of the old Road Roadshowed games?
1: Dip into the plot of Showed games, please. I'll I would have called along it along
0: the way. I would have called it Laurie Strode games. What about that?
1: That would have been genius. It's a pity yeah, you weren't no, alive when I they know. were. Uh, I was alive.
0: Movie. Sorry, maybe borderline. No, I have I'm a sorry. feeling I you're wasn't. lying. I think you're actually younger no. than me. This is a film that did come out in the same year I was born, but it was released a few months before I was ejected into the world. Release, eject. Yeah. Stacey Keach. <laughs> Stacey Keach plays a guy called Quid. Like his surname is Quid. You know, not a bad like surname. A it's pretty cool. Like a pound. That's good. He's in Australia. He's a truck driver. He's got a nice big. Uh, he's got a nice big rig which he drives around. Started the dingo. film. He has got a dingo. A dingo, my baby. Boswell. And, uh, yeah, Boswell. It was originally it was going to be called Bingo, I think. And they ended up changing the name because it was the same. Oh, no, Bosco. He was going to be called Bosco. But Stacey Keach pointed out that that was like a famous brand in the US. So they changed it to Boswell. Isn't that exciting? It's very exciting. <laughs> it's, it's I exciting tell you how excited anecdote. I am. <laughs> it's an exciting little anecdote for you there. It's only going to get better from here. <laughs> <laughs> the film starts and Quid stops off because he's a truck driver. He has to sleep every so often. So he checks into a motel.
1: Checks in with the ladies.
0: And he sees this he sees this guy who's driving a van who stops off at the motel with a young hitchhiker that he's picked up. And then we see inside the bedroom and this Guy is, he's gone into the toilet for some reason, and the hitchhiker is sitting on the bed naked in the nudie, playing yeah, the guitar, in the nudie. which is the only way to actually play the guitar properly is naked I know. with your breasts pushed up against the back of the guitar.
1: Yes, so indeed. It makes the sound. Get a proper come sound off it. it.
0: Yeah. And then this, this guy comes up behind her with a guitar string and then kills her with it, garrots her with it. Which now I've broken a lot of guitar strings. I haven't tried to kill anyone with one, but I'm a little suspicious that that might be quite tough to do. To kill someone with a guitar string, do you think? So good on them. Yeah, I think you'd have to use one of the e string. That you have to use like a thick e string, maybe. But I'd be worried that it would. Just I think
1: th- so. To to thinking about it, actually, I think you would. I think you you would want to have insane resistance to the pain that it would cause your own fingers to get it done.
0: Well, he, to be fair, he wears gloves. He's wise. It's nice. This is not his first rodeo.
1: Oh, right. I yeah. imagine he's
0: done some killings before, as we He's find murdered out trucker runs. prostitutes before, I see. And then Quid wakes up the next morning, and his dingo, his pet dingo, is out sniffing the bins, and the murderer is looking out the window. We can see his gloved hand, and he's worried that the old dingo's going to maybe uncover something from the bin bags, but he doesn't because quid and his dingo take off they have to pick up a bunch of pigs
1: bunch of meat there's a
0: farmers strike there's a far, there's a strike going on I don't know
1: I didn't pick up on that plot element but something uh, about a strike it's a good intro where when that's the credit sequence when you see all the meat I like that yeah
0: i was mainly focused on the on the farming and meat aspects of this film rather than the gun smuggling i was just concerned about australians getting their meat Gun
1: smuggling only appears in one line now, to be fair.
0: So he sets off on the road. I'd say the first 20 minutes is Stacey Keach talking to the dingo about like playing I Spy. There's a great line. Talking about all the drivers that he sees.
1: There's a great line that made me laugh a lot where he sees the car full of balls and he goes, there's a man with balls. (laughs) Did you laugh at that? It was
0: so obvious, but it also like paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Even though I was like... I mean, you're you're like, obviously he's gonna say it. This is like, you know, the most obvious joke to make, but still you're like, okay, thank you. Thanks for doing it. it made me laugh. I like There's this. Man yeah, with yeah. balls. Yeah, it's a good one. He sees like a a family arguing. There's like a nagging wife and stuff like that. There's a guy a guy with a sailboat. There's oh, all these all these type of things going on. And he keeps passing by this uh this female hitchhiker. We don't see her face, we only see the, we, see, I think we see her hat uh, and the back of her head, and that's about it. But he keeps passing her and going like she's making better time than I am. And then he's driving along this road, and he goes through like a weird pink streamer of like someone has put like pink paper across the road, and he goes through it. And yeah. when when he breaks this lady just opens his door and jumps in and is like, oh, okay, thanks for picking me up. But it's the lady that he saw earlier who was like arguing with her husband and her, her kids. It's,
1: I love this as a script element, the way that all, every, all the people he sees kind of contribute to the plot in these little ways. But I also love what's about to unfold between them, the um, the road games, so uh, like, you know, the titular road games in the movie, but they're such good scripting because they're, they wind you back to the guy digging the hole at the side of the road. You continue. But I, I loved all of that stuff. Mm. I, think, I think it's great and very fun. And I think their relationship is very fun, actually, him and Frida. Frida Frugal.
0: Yeah, so Quid and Frida start driving down the street. Like you say, they start playing, like, they're playing, like, some kind of I spy or, like, thinking stuff up type games. They're playing their road games. They play 20 questions. Frida starts to become a bit worried about Quid because she knows that there's this hij- There's this guy picking up hitchhikers and killing them, and she starts to become. She starts to become a bit suspicious of Quid. They also see. Oh yeah, there's something about this film is it makes Australia look like the smallest country in the world. <laughs> ah yeah yeah I mean but I mean <laughs> cuz you just see the same people again and again and again they're like Yeah but oh, it's crossing the, the countries they're, like they're, wacky they're, races
1: they're pretending it's the 1950s when like yeah. they're ignoring all the neorealism of the 70s hollywood stuff it's just like yeah it's a cartoon <laughs> which is great I'm I'm a fan
0: They end up pulling over at the side of the road and they see this well the, the guy that we know is the murderer we all know he's the murderer And he's pulled over the side of the road. He looks like he's trying to dig a hole to bury this, uh, you know, presumably body parts and uh, quids watching him through his binoculars. And that guy speeds off and then Quid and Frida. uh, Well, no, Frida runs off. She panics. Oh yeah. He runs off. And then out of nowhere, she is standing on a huge cliff edge to the sea. Which is quite a bizarre thing because <laughs> it does not look like they're anywhere near the sea. Dude,
1: I mean, you laugh, but that reminded me of a very specific incident in my life. Shout out to my sister Trina if she's listening to this. There was this one time we were, I think it was me, my mom and dad, Um, me, yeah, me, my mom, my dad, and my sister Trina, and my younger brother, Roshi, who was, was a baby at the it. time, It was a baby at the time and is now listening to this podcast, Hello Ocean. We had to pull over to change his nappy. So me and Trina just went walking in this field beside the road. And well, no, we didn't. Trina went walking in the field and I ran to catch up with her, right? And then just because I wanted to scare her. Yeah. And then just when I was coming up behind her, I, like she kind of heard me and she goes, no, 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 like that. And uh, I stopped and she was right at the edge of a cliff. <laughs>
0: Didn't know you had cliffs. In Ireland, we're famous for cliffs. You're famous for cliffs. Yeah, yeah, they're often closed, though. So Quid and Frita continue down the road until they stop off at this roadhouse, which is, of oh, yeah. again, is like the real Australian outback. Well, that's a fantastic... That's not uh, a there's a
1: great little shot in there um where it twirls around and there's this mural of colonizers murdering oh, yeah. aborigines.
0: That is wild. There's a a Playboy wild.
1: pinball machine. There's guys that are the most Australian guys ever. Yeah. There's um suburbanites just living their little existence. It's a shot that kind of sums up the history of
0: Australia. It's it's fantastic. Which is a, a shot that the studio wanted to cut and Franklin was very, very clear that he's like that shot must stay. Of course, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 a great sort of. Because the thing is, is like this would make a great double bill, uh, for obvious reasons, to any fan of the podcast. To not fans of the podcast, fuck you. Uh, to um, wake in fright because yeah, this is definitely th- this is like this is a fun. This is that's like a Scorsese interpretation. This is like a Hitchcock interpretation of just the nasty shithole that is Australia. no yeah. the nasty uh, like sort <laughs> well, of history okay. at
0: this point yeah this time
1: the nasty history of the place Um, yeah. and uh, like that little shot in the middle of it it's kind of wonderful because the film has picked up a pace enough there so you're leaned into it and then even if you're not into movies being arty and having subtexts, you can't ignore that shot by about 10 seconds into that shot you'd be going well, what's he trying to do here what's he saying uh, so, it, like, he
0: gets to get his message in. Um,
1: I thought it was really great.
0: So next up, Quid leaves the roadhouse, and he gets into a weird... There's him, the the serial killer van driver guy, who also has, like, hit Quid's dingo. Like, smacked yeah. his dingo on the head. What a bastard. And, and apparently, dingoes, you're, you're not supposed to have them as well. So he's had threats from, like, the kind of, like, local sheriff or whatever. The local Says Harry gonna, Dean Staunton uh, type. Who says he's gonna kill? Uh, he's gonna kill his dingo. So it gets into this like weird thing <laughs> later on the road, where there's him in his truck, the serial killer in his van, and then this guy from earlier who's like driving. He's got like he's he's towing his boat.
1: Yeah. So it's all very um, Roger Moore era James Bond.
0: Yeah, and then it just ends but up. quid? On. Quid just goes smashing through this guy's boat and leaves him at the side of the road, like, waving his fist, like, you bloody, you flaming galah.
1: Yeah,
0: it it's a bit Benny Hill, that. there are There's a quite a few moments in the film like that that are fairly slapstick, fairly broad. I'd Liberty. say the whole film is like
1: broad it. as fuck. <laughs> it's actually how I would describe the film.
0: Well, my guess a bad Stacey Keach. I mean, well, here at this point, this is when he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis's hitch, yes. Pamela Rushworth, daughter of a powerful diplomat, which explains yep. why she's from the U.S. Well, at least we do get some explanation of why this young lady's, you know, in Australia in 1981. But they start uh, going down the road. They're having a nice bit of banter, nice bit of back and forth. They stop off and I think they sleep the night first, do they? They have, they like, have a, a nice little sleepover. They have over. a sleepy
1: time after um, they're running to the police.
0: Ah, okay. And then, yeah, so they sleep over at the side and of it the road. it looks like
1: they're going to do a smoochy booch but then something interrupts does, them.
0: While the murderer, the serial killer guy, pulls up near the side. And, uh, oh, yeah,
1: which is actually, I think that's kind of a waste of our attention. Um, there's probably two big fall, uh, not big fall, there's probably two faults I would lay at this movie, which I would otherwise say for what it's trying to do is perfect. I'm not saying it's, you know, the greatest movie ever, but I'm saying what it's trying to do, fair play. But that is one moment where she sees the even though it's a it's a really nice effect. That's the reason, I suppose. So they use this wonderful thing where um, so she's camping out with Sage Keach and she goes off to do a wee. She goes to the top of the hill. And then when lightning goes off, she sees the truck, oh, yeah. the the van in the distance. Now, the way it's shot, it's like black screen to van suddenly there. Um, so clearly, they didn't have the lightning storm or the budget to create the effect they wanted. But it suggests something happening at that camp, and it never does, and it's kind of disappointing. I get, yeah, they the, just they... wake
0: up the next morning and yeah, 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 it's fine.
1: Considering the type of movie it is, it's like if, if someone gives you that sort of carrot, you're like, yeah, OK, let's uh, let's do this. Um, the other one is the uh, the other one I would have is probably the final shot of the movie, but we'll get to that.
0: So Quid and Pamela keep moving on uh, in the truck and then they stop off a service station and they find the serial killer's van at the like parked, parked up next to the toilets, <laughs> oh yeah, and then yeah, yeah, Quid goes into the toilet, he's one hundred percent convinced that the serial killer guy is like in the cubicle, and he's he's going in and out of the toilet, going back <laughs> you and know forth awful shit, yeah, he's gonna he's like, i'm gonna fucking go in there and get you they what? also
1: they're flintstone's toilets, did you spot yeah. that that all they reminded yeah. me of um when I was traveling around California, and uh we were um. We were driving away from the Grand Canyon, which I'm aware is in Arizona, by the way. But uh, we were driving away from that. And um, there's a town nearby. And we were like, oh, we pull over to camp for the night. And there was a Flintstones campsite, which had been irrelevant for about 20 years at this point. So there's just all these giant plastic dinosaurs that nobody (laughs) gave a fuck about. It's the funniest place I ever stopped. But also, did you notice the graffiti inside the um the toilet?
0: What did it say again? I remember it was it, dodgy. Don't root abos mate. <laughs> yeah, that was. I knew it was. I saw. What it does and I that was mean? Like, I know what, what abo means. Mean? Well, root root means? Fuck. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mate. Mate, mate. is the last word of it. I wrote it yeah. down. Like that's My, literally. Weird. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I remember seeing. I, I I I recall seeing something in the toilets and going like, oof. Oof! But uh, yeah, so while Quid is trying to get into this toilet cubicle to get at the serial killer that he's convinced is in there, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Pamela is trying to get break into the van, which he does successfully. However, when she's crawling around in the van, she realizes that the guy, the killer is in the van. The noise was coming oh, from no. inside the van. And then Quid bursts into the toilet cubicle and it's just some guy. The end. No, it's that's the, the it's end a red the biker. Film. Oh, yeah. So it's a biker who's picked up Frida earlier. One of the earlier, characters. Character. Right? That? That's good. Character on a bike. Yeah, he's the guy who picked up old uh, old fatty Frida earlier. Yeah, that's right. That's why he's that's why he's in the bathroom that's retaking his life. <laughs> <vibe. laughs> How the fuck can I get rid of her? What can I do? He's probably becoming a murderer himself. Okay, the next section is a bit weird. There's two things that happen. Number one, Quid catches up with the van, and he thinks that Pamela's like just happily having a discussion with the murderer, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I guess, I guess she's friends with him." No, he thinks they're shagging, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he well, okay. The first he thinks they're just having a conversation. He's like, "Oh, she seems happy, like sitting in the passenger seat." And then later on, he pulls over. He sees the van at the side of the road. And then he walks out into the bushes and he hears people having sex, but it's coming from like a, like a recently married couple instead. Yeah. And, he and we've recently and the seen him, guy.
1: Uh, her blow him in the front seat. It's that's very right. dangerous behavior,
0: but that's mental on two counts. Number one, he's fairly convinced that this guy's a murderer and he's like, Oh, I guess Pamela's happy with him. And then he's creeping around in the dark, like listening to people having sex and going like, Oh, I guess she's very happy with him. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just move on with my life. I don't think he does that. Does he not? That's how. That's how I read all that. He was kind of like, well, I guess she's already. Right. No, he's because right, he but... keeps in pursuit. I don't think. I. Do... I mean, he keeps. He is he in pursuit? He sees the guy. He sees the van. No,
1: because what happens is then when he's leaving, the he realizes the temperature is down in. Oh the yeah, well
0: that that's another thing that happens just before he leaves this service station the side of the road thing he notices that someone has jacked open the back of his truck which has all the meat in it oh and yeah when he pulls in like with a, Lester that's but no but I think it's earlier than that it's even before, before that, Lester maybe. I think it's even I think it is just when he's like left that service station thing like after he's just done all this snooping around to the bushes it's while he was investigating the van and stuff like that that I think um that the murderer guy like broke into the back of the truck. So there's like a there, that's probably one of the best 10 scenes I think. Oh,
1: it's fantastic. In the, when he goes into is the Quid, back of the sorry, truck yeah, with Quid
0: the... looking yeah, yeah, around the back of the truck and just noticing that there are pigs. Okay, this is when I started to read the plot differently because Quid is like he's been driving for 4 days or something. He's he hasn't slept. He's seeing things. He's There's like all these little cuts of where he's talking about the number of pigs in the back of the, the truck. He's just fucking babbling and saying all kinds of mad stuff. Yeah. I was reading it as like, okay, he's just made this whole thing up. None of these people are real. That I thought it was going down that road, which Me I think too. he probably would if it was more modern. But Maybe, but then
1: you don't get the... Great sequence at the end of the movie.
0: I guess, but that's what kind of put me off. That's what put me off the actual, you know, final ending is, like I said, I'd already written this other story in my head (laughs) and I preferred that because what happens is a bit straightforward. I mean, okay, so Quid pulls into Perth. He goes to the weigh station. He finds out that his, his, his his truck is, is, is heavier than it, you know, heavier than it should be. He then boring Lester. He sees the van. You're, you're, what's your thing with Lester? You're obsessed I just with Lester. Think
1: he's such a fun little character.
0: <laughs> he's just a random Australian man. And he just wants he, a friend. Works at a way station. That's fine. No, but There's he no really wants
1: a friend. Like he keeps trying to. Get so the... de-
0: Is that why you, you keep saying his name? You're so desperate. Yeah, yeah. Stop trying to make I want him Lester to happen. have a friend. No. Lester's okay, dead now, probably. Most of these people are dead. Probably, yeah, yeah. Is Stacey Keats? He, no, he's still alive. But this is, you know, Australia in 1980. I, most people have probably drank themselves to death at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's not controversial. I don't think any Australian would argue with that. Listen, if you're Australian and you argue with that, let me know. Come on. Yeah, find me on Letterboxd. So, eventually, Quid is getting trailed by the police, but he's also following the van they go down a little narrow like this narrow alleyway and then he gets wedged, he gets in, wedged in and yeah. he like slams into the back of the how does he stop the van again i think he, he get, drives or... on top of it because oh that's right he slams he lets it. the trailer loose right yeah exactly that's what happens he gets wedged under this little bridge thing in the alleyway and that like, yeah he he like unhooks his cab oh, and the he man uses spits the cab at the windshield just... Yeah. And so, yeah, then the uh, killer gets up on the windshield and he tries to uh, strangle Quid, I think using another um, wire thing, like another string. And then uh, the police arrive and they, they assume that Quid is the baddie. And the uh, serial killer guy's just slinking off. He's gone. He goes off into the crowd. He hasn't got too far. But then they they find Pamela in the back of the van, and they uh, take the like gag out of her mouth. And she's like, "What are you doing?" Stacey Keach isn't a bad guy. He's American. The bad guy is <laughs> an Australian man. You see, long, you say that, but I actually hair. think
1: I think uh, the finale of the film reflects well on australia because it lures you into this thing of thinking oh no it's like deliverance and they're all going to be dickheads yeah no
0: that's but it, no
1: the second there's any actual evidence presented they're like oh okay
0: most of the people in it are fine to be yeah. fair like even the boys who are drinking in the the pub with the slightly dodgy uh stuff on the walls they're like uh they when he not do says, anything. Excuse me, yeah, he's, out of he's like, yeah, they go the way. It's not the like locking the door or anything. Yeah, they just let Stacey Keach get past. It's not even a particular threat. They are just sort of can't be fucked with his shite. They're just like, we don't want anything to <laughs> do with you. Fuck off. With <laughs> just go away. That's all they're asking. That's so funny. yeah, they happily ever after. Quid <laughs> manages to get the pigs to the people of Perth. That's all I cared about. I just wanted to make sure that those pigs were properly delivered. But as long then, as Perth
1: gets pigs, man,
0: that's all I care about. But then it turns out that there there was very strangely there was uh, the the truck was uh, overweight. It was heavy, and not because Frida was in it. It wasn't that. It's uh, when they get to back to the meat facility. A lady's cleaning out the the back of the truck, and then she uh, dislodges this this head, which drops from the ceiling.
1: Yeah, I think that would have been a great ending ending if the prosthetic wasn't so. It doesn't obviously a mannequin. It's not good mannequin. It's horrible. Like it's such bad prosthetics. Nineteen eighty one. To be they could they they did better than that in nineteen eighty one.
0: Well, this cost one point seven five million dollars, readers, and it only made a hundred thousand. It was a huge bomb. Was it a bomb? It was a bomb. It was a big old bomb. Oh, that's such a pity. It's found favour in recent years, but at the time...
1: Yeah, I think, a it's I think it's great. I think it's really good. Big fan it of did, this movie. Uh,
0: It did give Franklin uh, the opportunity to make Psycho 2.
1: Which, as we, discussed we, we on we this podcast, is a masterpiece. It's not no, We didn't say that. But it's it was good. Bad. It's good.
0: I, I find these films fairly similar, Psycho 2 and this. I mean, in terms of quality, I, I like them both. They're like more about both. the
1: method than um, the um, the substance. That's right. Yeah, I would say that is the case. What do you got to say about
0: these casties? Very little. It's only it's only the only people that count are Keech and Jamie Lee Curtis. Let's be Maybe honest. Keaches. What is there to say about old Stacey Keech? He was born with a cleft lip. <laughs> so that's an important, it's an important thing to know. He's, uh, Famously 80, to he's anyone 80 who's 80 ever results. seen any of his movies. Well, apparently he has uh, worn a mustache for most of his life in order to cover it up. I was thinking about that. Like, I, I like to see. I like to see a bit of like Joaquin Phoenix. I think if you have yeah, a yeah. cleft lip, plus you I think let it fly. I, th- I, I think, think it's good it's a character building. I think Stacy Keach. I wouldn't say the same for Joaquin Stacey Phoenix. Stacy Keach is.
1: Uh, it's a type of food. St- Stacy Keach is 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 quite
0: handsome. I would say no. Yeah, he's, he's a dashing man. I think he's very charismatic the entire time. Where he's he's doing a lot of like wacky stuff. He's like monologuing. He's doing like. What well, seems to me, I just assume everything is Shakespeare because I have no idea. <laughs> he's like doing lines from stuff the entire time, like when he's driving around. He's, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's like, and he reality. can, and like you know, he's honestly, I, I think I think he's great in this. Mm. It, it's a real. Um, well, you are about to explain to me why he didn't become a famous movie
0: star. So let's. Well, go. again, it was it was mainly because of doing lines, but prior to <laughs> that, he was uh, he was first choice for the role of Damien Carris in The Exorcist, but he turned it down. As a child, you mean? That down. No, it was 1973. What are you talking about? Damien Paris? Oh, The Exorcist. Sorry, I was the thinking Exorcist of The Omen. No, um, yeah, no, no, no I knew da- that. Damien I, 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 was um, Jason Miller, right? So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Keats, no, no, no I knew was that. The, was the first choice, and he, he yeah. was like, nah, nah on that. And they said, why are you talking like that? Thank and
1: God. Like, wow. Jason Miller gives one of the best performances in cinema history, I would say.
0: Indeed. Indeed. A man with his own issues. But yeah. So in 1984, customs and excise officers arrested Keech at Heathrow Airport for importation of cocaine. Keech pleaded guilty. Served six months. He said it turned. He said those six months in prison changed his life. Turned it all around. When he got got married, he married uh, a Polish lady, Gosia Tomasi, which... Sounds like she should be in La Confidential or something. But that's it. That's the old the, the old Keechster. He's still going. He's still around. He's eighty two. He's having a fun time. He's got a very nice. There's a. If you look at his Wikipedia, his second photo is from nineteen sixty nine. Man's got a striking face.
1: He does. Yeah. But that's what I mean. There's yeah. two moments in the movie. One where I. One I think is when he when he's playing the games with Frida and she says, oh, that man burying something out there and he gets out of the truck and he starts, yeah, reciting Shakespeare and you're just watching him and he's so magnetic. I mm-hmm. Like, I mean, i am he's clearly found happiness and obviously prison should be life-changing. <laughs> like That's the idea. So fair play. Um, but he could have been a huge movie star, I feel. I think he's really just great in this
0: film he must have been like that's pretty good he, like doing six months prison in england being from the us mm. must have been great they must have all looked up to him and then gone this guy's amazing and then only 14 years later he was helping uh a young edward norton himself yeah going to be sent to prison
1: boy mate don't fuck him up the ass right <laughs>
0: He's yeah. a Hollywood movie star, isn't he? That's a direct quote. Anyway, we also have Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, a lady, uh, a lady who struggled very hard, A very, very hard. struggle Daughter of Janet Lee and uh, Tony <laughs> Tony Curtis. <laughs> she, re- t- she had to work very hard to find her place in Hollywood. But
1: she Tony, is good, and she got her. She got her, she she got her big start in a film that had no money at all and no reason to succeed.
0: Yeah, and this is only three years after Halloween. So but that, I mean, that's what I'm very, referring to. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This film, Rogue Games, is only three years after Halloween. So this is like, you know, it's very early on in her career. Casting her caused a few problems for uh, Franklin because oh. the union in Australia were like, why the fuck are you bringing Jimmy Lee Curtis over to play this small role in this? Well, might. You know, why, mate? Why are you bringing this
1: Hollywood actress over to play a. Uh... Why not get a
0: proper Sheila? That's exactly what they said. And Franklin said, I don't know. And then they went, Okay, then, well, fair. Uh yeah, apparently Tony Curtis was her father in name only. He also cut her out of his will before his death. It's very nice when people do that. What a good guy. (laughs) He's a good guy. Completely (laughs) didn't pay attention to her that much during her life. And then cut her out as well. Do you know you have something you have something in common with Jamie Lee Curtis? Do you know why yeah, I'm mean, penis? It's not that. It's not that you were born intersex. It's not that. It's another thing. It's she's a big fan of One Piece. What? She loves One Piece, but she likes the she likes to read it. I don't oh, know if okay. she's watched the show yet. She also likes. So yeah, you both have Schlongs, and you both watched One Piece, so you both like. And one And
1: evidenced by one, like, liking One Piece, we both have tiny <laughs> schlongs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think is the That's technical accurate. term. That is true. Um, cool, That's it. All those right. are the
0: only people, and those are the only people in the film.
1: Well, I enjoyed uh, the fuck out of this, and um, I
0: liked it, but I preferred Christopher Smith's Triangle. I
1: really all up disliked to the square. Triangle. By What's the your way, problem with Triangle. The square is way better than the triangle.
0: That, that's what I
1: will start with.
0: What about circle? Um, Do you like that?
1: Okay. So I have two major problems with the seagull. The seagull. The seagull is one of the problems, actually. No. The triangle. What's wrong with the seagull? Okay, go. Terrible CGI.
0: Come on, it's cheap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Just let it go. It's not about no, that. It's not about that. Couldn't, about couldn't
1: that. let it go. Couldn't let it go. Couldn't. There's, way, there's your ways to your imagination. shoot that better than they did. There are ways to shoot that kind of shit cheaply. No, actually. So I have three problems. Then it turns out. Oh, great. I have one. No, bot. no. But the, the 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 probably the second problem is yeah. The second the second and the third are the same problem. So it's so po faced in the face of a objectively dumb plot.
0: Pole faced in where? In which, which elements? There's Where, not a laugh in the movie. Why do you want to? Why? Why does every? Why does everything have to be funny? Can't people just have and not a bad everything time has to be for funny. two hours?
1: I, not everything has to be funny. No, it's it's the fact that they lean in heavy on this death of the autistic son plot when they're talking about a ridiculous haunted boat in the middle of the ocean. So my thing is, I've got nothing against a ridiculous haunted boat in the middle of the ocean, but if you are doing a ridiculous haunted boat in the middle of the ocean, have a bit of fun, will you? Now, also, I think it's shot very poorly, and I think it's scripted very poorly. I, I, I just think it's like you know what the like you know what the other end of the spectrum with this type of story is, and we actually brought it up last week, uh, saying <laughs> it wasn't a time loop movie, but it is. Is um, not it is, but it, it, you can relate it to this movie. Is time crimes like time crimes revels in the ridiculousness of its present of its premise, and it just gets along with it. But I think by having first of all the the main problem, like b- believe me, I was all set up to enjoy this. I probably enjoyed the first forty minutes of it.
0: I hated the first. I that's the part I don't like is like the first twenty five minutes until the first person dies i couldn't stand it mainly because you've got all these Aussie actors putting on shocking accents that's the, like my my big problem my only real problem with this film is it's filmed in Australia the cast is mostly Australian why is everyone trying to be from like california i yeah, just think that it, sh- it shouldn't have been set in the us i think that was like a, a that's the only my only like major problem with it you didn't have a problem with the effect I can. It doesn't bother me. I, I can turn that off because I can see. I see what they're trying to do, so I don't need it to look amazing. You know, I could go and I can imagine it's theater. I don't need to. I don't yeah, need it to, to, to look. Yeah, but the thing that bothers sceneless. me in those instances is they have CGI on stuff that they could have done. What are is you mainly talking about? Like the storm and stuff with the boat?
1: No, the storm I can forgive. The them approaching the boat. On the as they're all sheltering on the bottom of the overturned
0: boat, mm. it just looked so bollocks that it was distracting. It never bothered me. I did. I didn't. It didn't make a like. I didn't make a note of it at all. So, it but didn't then a also,
1: dent. thirty minutes in, I guessed the entire thing.
0: That's impressive that you guessed the entire thing. What? What? What's your reading not, of the? Not plot, that then? impressive. Not. that I mean, impressive. I, like I don't. I. I, I don't. The clues like are that all they, there. I don't like that they tip their hand so much. The, the, if there's one line that I would remove, it would be the whole like, like the like what's the name of the boat? They're going like that's the father of that's the father of Sisyphus. You know the myth of Sisyphus. Like I wish, but but this is what I mean. It's terrible. Okay, I wish they'd removed that just because it's obviously like tipping their hand too much. I think they could have had you know more a stronger mystery. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, I've got written down, subtext, Captain Obvious. Yes, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: fair, fair. That's fair, but I still liked it.
1: But but then there's also, it's like, so the first time she approaches the couple in the theater and they're like, yo, you were just here, whatever, and then she ends up shooting one of them. She ends up, yeah, sorry, no, 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 what is it? They approach and the original guy is like dying on the ground and... To their mind, she's just shot him in the chest. And your one's reaction is she goes, she runs at our main character, slaps her in the face and says, God, you're a bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how just, you're supposed to react when someone shoots your friend. If you, see you, the, you, you don't know that. That's normal. No reaction.
1: one's having fun in this movie. And there is the possibility to have fun with it because it's a ridiculous <laughs> premise.
0: Go and watch Palm fucking, Springs if you want it, right, them to I, I, have fun. Go watch go watch no, like but, a funny no, version but, of that. Go no, watch but, Doctor like, Strange. No, in but the that's multiverse not No, madness. you're
1: misunderstanding me, I suppose. They it's all about the pole facedness, yeah? It's all they're all very serious. So if they ran into this mad boat in the middle of the ocean and the script was good enough to handle the seriousness, it would have been different. But the script is not good enough to handle the seriousness. Like the dickhead character. What's his name? Downey. Like everything he says is, I'm the stupid dickhead. I'm the dickhead.
0: (laughs) I can't remember any of his I don't know know who the characters are, but to me that doesn't matter. Do you know what's a great
1: example of this kind of thing done well? Really well. Actually, it was probably too high a bar. It's one of my favorite movies ever. The Descent. The Descent deals with serious issues. There is some levity in there to give humanity to the characters. And when the cataclysm of the whole thing blows home, you're just there for it. You've been every part of you has been kind of uh, every emotional clitoris you have has been rubbed off in the uh, run up to the miserable ass finale. Whereas in the run up to the miserable ass finale in this, I just didn't feel like my clitoris had been whacked off enough. I mean,
0: I do care by the state of your clip, but I just I don't think these two films are the same thing. I don't think they're attempting to do the same thing, and I think that's fine. I mean, you don't think I've... which
1: two films are attempting to do
0: the same thing? Triangle and The Descent. Yeah,
1: no, I, I'm not right. I'm not saying they're trying to do exactly the same thing. So what I am like saying I, d- I wouldn't is put them. They're trying. Uh, the, so basically, Neil Marshall figured out a good subtext to give him the excuse to have his fun, weird creatures underground movie, yeah? And this film tried to do the same thing, but the subtext not only isn't engaging enough, but it just takes a lot of the wind out of the movie. When, like, when it's realized that the whole thing is about traveling back in time to save her son, it, for me, it was just a total... Like, as I said, but I did see it coming. anyway. Well, I mean, it I would argue...
0: Well, it's just like a... It's just like a... <sighs> it's it's spelled out it's you know it's like the myth of sisyphus like she's ne- she's not going to ever save her son so i mean yeah, no, she's... no, i like I, I i know that i do know that but but i wouldn't even I... call it tri- i mean it's like yeah she refuses to go with the taxi driver who's going to take her to the afterlife blah 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 sure but i mean it's just i don't know this is, i th- i think the starting point is more you're not talking about like a just it's not like a straightforward horror film, so I think okay you you don't care about that aspect that do, that doesn't mean anything to you you're no you you never you haven't bought into that whole kind of myth of Sisyphus part anyway like i can see that you don't i obviously you hate that so yes. yeah, so you're not going to you're nothing there's nothing about it that you're gonna like i think if if you're not if you're not bought into that aspect of it, I could see how you would hate everything then. It's bizarre to me though because I did like I
1: I'm going to watch the last thirty minutes of Black Death tonight because I I really enjoy that movie mm. and this is the same writer director it's not just a director role it's a writer director but I I think that's great and I this just this just didn't work for me all right I let I'm gonna swing through the plot pretty quick yeah, it's go, pretty go. easy okay so this lady has an autistic son. And she appears to drop him off somewhere, but then she goes off to go on a boat with uh, some dude who we find out later met her at a coffee shop. All the people on the boat are dickheads except for this one lady who die very soon. And um, they're all friends of this uh, super rich guy. Luke Hemsworth is there as well uh, in an odd role, but uh, whatever. He's actually fun in the movie. I don't mind him. Actually, to be yeah, honest, I don't mind Hemsworth. any of the actors. I don't. I don't mind any of the actors except for uh, the guy that fancies her kind of the guy who owns the boat. I think he's just kind of annoying, but everybody else is doing their job with, I I don't think the script is great. Anyway, they head out into the ocean. The guy's dickhead friends are annoyed because she's there. She's a the waitress. And they're like, Oh, we want uh, you to have sex with our friend. What the hell is this? There's a storm boat gets capsized. And, uh, the less said about all of this, the better because they're just uh, the effects and the it's just terrible. That part, I have a bit of sympathy for them with because the budget like, is probably nothing, but whatever.
0: They managed to get a whole boat. It's pretty good. They got a big liner.
1: Oh, that's... They spent I mean, all
0: their money on their it's cruise It's clearly liner. a big fake boat. No, it's the realest of real boats that's ever <laughs> boated.
1: Anyway, after the storm, a big fake boat comes out of the thing. This is... And by the way... Their general, their general reaction to getting on that boat and there being nobody on it. It's
0: party time.
1: Like, yeah, in a movie that was willing to have fun, they would have been having party
0: time. They couldn't but, afford extras. Yeah, but, no no, they, but no, no,
1: no, They don't need extras. They need the people who get on board. So like in a Stephen King book, some of them to be freaked out, like, oh my God, what the hell is this? Some of them to be going, free food, man, free booze. This is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? A wanted a contrast.
0: You, you know what you wanted to watch? You wanted to watch... The one with Cuba Gooding Jr. and what's his name off of Saturday Night Live, that boat. The one where the two guys, like, they they sneak onto a boat and it's like a gay cruise or something. That sounds what's brilliant. That called again? I don't know what's that movie. that called again? No, I will not <laughs> that for a toss. Is it
1: called Without a Paddle?
0: <laughs> I'm going to search for what it's called. Anyway, keep going and I'll keep looking for this because we're, we're running out of time.
1: Anyway, yeah, there's one person on there uh, and they get a bit worried about her. They're, well, her, they don't know who it is. But then they start killing them off one by one. Anyway, our main character, uh, she discovers that, oh my God, it's uh, it's myself. It's only myself who's trying to kill us all. What the hell? She she pushes her off the boat. It's uh, of the imperative to mention at this point that on the way out there, she had a dream where she woke up on a sandy beach. And also, when she arrived to the boat, she seemed a bit foggy in the head. Uh, They keep going, killing each other off in waves of time loopiness. And then she finds herself knocked off the ship, back on the shore,
0: goes back to her own house, realizes she she basically sees... She sees herself being a tall bitch to her son, her special needs son.
1: And, uh, yeah, then they leave in the car and... uh, they get smashed up by by that by said car. And it's like, oh no. And the only way to restart the time loop is to kill all the people on the boat, apparently. So to save her son, she walks right back to the yacht to get back on the time loop and loop and try and save her son. Is it in is it is she like dead person hallucinating at the end of the movie? Is that what it is?
0: Yeah, she's in some kind of purgatory, right? And she's Something just like that. she's she has to at some point she has to say to the taxi driver. Take me to the afterlife. She refuses and she runs away and keeps going through this loop. She's torturing herself for being such a bad driver slash mother. Yes. And
1: I liked that that as a little twiggy at the end, but just the scripting and the poor effects really frustrated me.
0: Fair. On a far more important note, that film's called Boat Trip, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. and (laughs) Horatio Sands, and it's about two guys who pretend to be gay they go on a cruise and i think their idea is to shag lots of ladies we're definitely on another watching note. that at some point yeah go ahead
1: hey do bring that up because that sounds like it would <laughs> actually be a loads of fun to watch quite frankly <laughs> like, yeah. But, yeah, there was a That's moment in time want. of about five years where you could make movies like that yeah, this and, was in 2002 yeah yeah it's around then it's yeah. like probably 2000 no let's say 98, first American Pie. 98 till about 2005, I'd say. Yeah. Oh man, I have a story, before we go back to, because I've actually got nothing to say on the cast here. The the main actress had a very sad story happen to her about a restraining order with her ex-husband that I don't want to make Away. light gossip out of. Yeah, she was in Home and Away. Uh, Shane, oh, her boyfriend in that, died. Um, yeah, but he it's died of a, a car. He
0: got, got a car on his hand. That's how he died.
1: <laughs> so I don't have too much to say Fair. about uh, the cast at all, but I'll you give you them. a fir- Can I give you an excellent story before oh. we go to toss Because it's very funny. It's, uh, I forgot to mention one thing in the what I've been watching because me and my wife the other night sat down to watch uh, Borat. So we were looking for something that... The first we could one? Get- yes. Uh, I don't like the second one. We were Fair. looking for something that we could get along with that uh, Aaron wouldn't be disturbed by, um, so we, no,
0: no, we because we were waiting for her to fall asleep. I must, okay, I must not by uh, the content. She's not going to be disturbed by two naked guys wrestling. But this
1: is it. This is it. You don't realize how <laughs> late in the movie that is, right? So we, so we're watching Borat. Hilarious. It's one. It Maybe my best trip to the cinema ever was when I saw Borat in the cinema. But it's still one of the funniest movies ever. And like the thing is, you particularly with so much hindsight, you really get crystal clear what he was going at. He was ju- he was making fun of th- the reaction to Western people when confronted with weird Easternism, but trying to be nice about it. That's the real... And there's other stuff to laugh at, just like he's such a comedy, good comedy actor, but that's the nugget at the center of it. Anyway, so we we're just there laughing away. That scene with, to which you referred happens one hour and 10 minutes into an hour and a half movie, right? right? So at that point, we are long since assumed Aaron is asleep because she hasn't moved in ages. She's on the couch beside us. The scene starts, if you remember correctly, um, Borat's in the bathroom washing his teeth and he comes out and his big fat manager, who's the most grotesque man to ever appear on film, is whacking off to a picture of Pamela Anderson <laughs> on the bed. And Borat attacks him going, you must not make hand party at Pamela. (laughs) And uh, so they start wrestling and it immediately goes to 69 wrestling. Right. And then me and Aaron, me and Belen are laughing our asses off. And Aaron, clearly not asleep, just head darts up and goes, what's this? What's what's, what's this? (laughs) Oh man,
0: you scarred your child.
1: We're laughing at the movie and laughing at the reaction of Aaron and laughing at our own bad parenting (laughs) while trying to turn it off while my daughter is legitimately going, this is extremely disturbing. What the hell is this fat old Kazakhstani ball bag that I'm seeing? (laughs) Anyway, look, we got to do a toss pick. we got to do do. it
0: quick. Very quick.
1: Uh, So what do you got?
0: My choice for this week is broadcast news from 1987, the James Albergs film. Honestly, this is what why.
1: I was saying. Where Mike Rice would come back in? That's his favorite ever movie. So if you like oh, nice. that, okay. um, uh, On a very supportive note, I hope you win this week. Yeah. Uh, I w- because I uh, because I chose the Last Valley based on watching, uh, uh, on even thinking about Black Death because uh, it's I a movie I thought ago. so. Uh, yeah, that's
0: where that came from.
1: But I do really want to watch it. I'd be very happy to win. Also, but uh, broadcast news. Okay. is... Excellent. So I have a coin here. Would you like Cervantes or would you like 50? Cervantes,
0: please. Oh, it's up in the air. Here we go. He's dropped I it. I dropped it. Let's see if we can go a second time. You said Cervantes. You still correct? got a picture of Psycho 2 behind you, I just noticed. Yeah, Cervantes. Yes. Okay. Let's go one more time. Up in the air. I dropped it. He's fucked it for a second time. One more
1: okay do you want to know what we're watching
0: yes wait no tell Cervantes me what's on the has co- won. Cervantes. okay so i win it's broadcast we're watching, jews we're watching michael rice's favorite film of all time
1: it's his favorite movie
0: ever yeah yeah do you want to know what you um well i'll tell you what you would have won it yes, would have been right. either there were three options it was going to be the ipcris file because of michael Caine. it was going to be to sir with love because of the director lovely blubbinson and mm-hmm. uh, the other thing, the theme of uh, Catholics versus Protestants is going to be Wind that Shakes the Barley. Oh, wow. So you missed out on some good films there. But what if, Indeed, what are have. we going to watch with broadcast news? It's going to be network, surely, no? It's exactly going to be network. <laughs> yeah, obviously. that's <laughs> the double I around, Do you know what? I
1: juggled around you with say, like, giving you choices. And then just before the podcast, because I keep a journal for folks who don't know. XO, uh, a dream journal. Indeed. I literally wrote in my journal, ah, oh, fuck it, let's not, sh- why not let's just have a week of two five-star movies. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. Because yeah. I've always we're thought gonna book. these
0: were the same film. We're going to book no they're not that's the I know because you've never seen broadcast news have you yeah yeah I've seen network I haven't seen broadcast news but
1: they're both I mean you've seen network the network is spectacular I would say in my older age much like Lennon Man moving to McCartney I would say I probably actually prefer broadcast news but um, they're both excellent we're booking a good two hour slot in both our lives to dissect these five star movies next week nice All right. cool I gotta go I love you I love you bye (laughs) I love you Mike Rice Later